Some cults are good, most cults are bad, but I'll tell you what really makes me sad. I can't decide which cult to join. If only there were a podcast out there to rank all the cults using some sort of bracket system like they do for basketball playoffs for college teams. It's madness, madness. Welcome to a bonus episode of Madness Madness that is in no way filler. So this week's episode has some stuff in it that we had left over um, and did not want to get rid of because we thought it was good and you might enjoy hearing it. So uh, the first item on the list is a response to some viewer mail from a friend of the show named Alan. Alan asks, uh, actually, I think we discussed the question in the actual audio clip itself. So just listen up and you'll hear what Alan has to ask. Enjoy. Alan's questions. Alan's questions. Did cults become more popular in the mid-century because of capitalism or due to tax exemption? And why do we think cults are a relatively recent phenomenon? Okay, well, this question does have several parts. Mm-hmm. My thought, my gut thought is that, is addressing the second part of the question. Okay, we'll start there. Um, I feel like cults became more popular in the middle, later... Um, in the 70s. In the 70s, late 60s, in, in the 70s, for a number of reasons, some of which are kind of obvious. Like, that was a, I mean, that was a, quite a time. It was quite a time, we and had, there was a lot of shit going on. There was a lot of shit that was fucking falling apart. Falling apart. Like, and falling apart, sometimes things have to fall apart because you got to rebuild them better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everything was up in the air. And I think that it was the opportunity to... People finally felt free enough to say, you know what, I don't believe what my parents have raised me to believe, and mm-hmm. I want to look and see if there's something. I at least want to try uh-huh. and look and see if there's something else. Yeah, I fully agree on that. And one thing that, you know, since religion has just never been a part really of our lives, of yeah. our lives at all, to think about people who grew up with religion uh-huh. and the the comfort and the ritual that uh-huh. it gave them the, the community and the community uh-huh. um that it gave them and so but they were like i don't want to go to the first baptist church anymore mm-hmm. but i still want that comfort <clears throat> and community and guidance and guidance and, and help someplace i can go somebody to help me answer my questions mm-hmm. yes jeanette winterson whom i love she talks about growing up fundamentalist in a like tiny english village mm-hmm. and she said that my parents were crazy religious and their church was crazy religious, but we had something to do every day mm-hmm. in a town where there was nothing to do. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, just that kind of part. But I also want to add to it that, so I think there was the uh, things changing gave people the freedom to seek, but also on top of that, things changing took and maybe twisted the, American rugged individualism mm-hmm. and gave you not, a, not the freedom to say, I want to seek, but the freedom to say, you know what? I'm just as smart as Jesus and Buddha and Marcus. Right. I think I, I well, can do this. I can on my do own. this on my own. Right. And so whether it was from good intentions mm-hmm. or from like con man intentions, it was like, Oh, Hey, if we're, if this is all going to be busted up, then there's no reason that I can't be the boss also. Right. There was opportunity. Chaos is a ladder. Chaos is a ladder. There you go. And there's an opportunity and many you know, people seeking. And especially in places like, Oh, I don't know, California. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where there's lots of people who just show up seeking. Right. Then you can be like, Hey, all right. Why don't you come here? Why don't you come here? I don't know anybody here. Why don't you come, come here? here. Uh huh. And then they're like, oh, this is good. This is a place I can go every night mm-hmm. to this, you know, study group, vegetarian restaurant, mm-hmm. chanting. These people will help me. These people will help me. And I have a group to belong to. And I have to. a group to belong to. And or a group to lead and feed my ego. That's true. I think cults are a relatively recent phenomenon. And this is, we're taking this back to the cult phenomenon in the United States, bipartisan congressional hearings in 1978. Mm-hmm. Because after 78 was Jonestown. And prior to Jonestown, 
their roll calls. What well, one thing, one person who testified at these hearings was Jackie Sp- Kennedy. Sp- <laughs> Fuck her, God! Oh, it's it's called my own asshole. <laughs> uh, Jackie, is it Spear or Spire? I think it's Spear. It's Spear. Who was apologies if it's not. I'm sorry. S P E I E R. We're gonna say Spear. And if I'm wrong, let me know. I can call her office because she's right now. Who was with Congressman Leo Ryan at Jonestown. Yes. And since we're not covering Jonestown, here's a reminder that Ryan, along with four other people, were killed by Jim Jones's Red Brigade. Yes. Eleven people were injured, including Jackie Spear, who was shot in the head and left for dead. Uh-huh. And she testified at these hearings in 1978. Uh, and this is before she took office because she took right. over Leo Ryan's right. seat. And she said, and this is her testimony that came from Wikisource. Okay. And, you know, being a librarian, I'm all about your good search strategies. Uh-huh. And you have your tight, tight search strategies. You can find whatever you want. Right. Jackie's, Get reputable sources. That's right. Jackie Spears said, cults are not new in American society. They have been an integral part of the American fabric since the inception of its nation. Since the early 1970s, more than 10 million Americans have embraced cult activities. As society has become highly industrial, industrialized and sophisticated, changes have occurred that I believe bear heavily on the recent proliferation of cults in the United States. Hmm. The People's Temple, while not a religious <clears throat> cult, was without a doubt a cult. Which I, I was going to say it totally is a religious cult, but I'll bow to your greater... Well, she was there, so I'm yeah, going to give her... Okay. <laughs> okay, there. The people who were attracted to Jim Jones apparently were unwilling or unable to fulfill all of their needs in what many of us would consider acceptable bounds of human behavior. The breakdown of the family unit in the United States, along with the individual's overwhelming desire to be accepted, preceded the tragedy that we now know as Jonestown. Mm. The major religious cults in the United States show surprising similarities. They offer ready-made substitute for family, coupled with a very strong charismatic leader acting as father figure who has the ability to mesmerize followers. Mm -hmm. Mind control seems to be implemented Mm -hmm. through intimidation, coercion, force, and sometimes aberrant sexual contact, drugs, food deprivation, sleep deprivation, and and divestment of worldly possessions. Yes, and your family. (laughs) And your family. So, yeah. 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 That's well said, ma'am. It is well said, Uh ma'am. And so I don't think it's necessarily just capitalism. Nah. Nah. But it's everything that capitalism contains right including this is your nuclear family and you're mm-hmm. supposed to work all day mm-hmm. and you're supposed to go to church and 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 grow up and be a contributing member the of society. society right get married to somebody who's also your religion and mm-hmm. have kids and raise them in the church uh-huh and so even so maybe even the cult is is even though the cults themselves are like money making mm-hmm. organizations, the people that are going into them are looking to escape that. Yes, yes, yes. So, so, like, while it's not directly capitalism, it's you know, it's a reaction to an environment that could not have existed without, without aggressive right. capitalism. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, and it's true. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody is like, hmm, I would like to join an unstable group that will probably sexually abuse me. It's no. like, no, they're all like, I well, speak need... for yourself. Well, OK. Uh, and I don't think that the tax exemption caused it, but I think that that's definitely exploitable, like 100 yes. percent. And the rugged individualists who are like, you know what? I think I should start my own cult. This mm-hmm. would be awesome. I can do this. And I'm protected by the U- United States, States government. Uh-huh. Freedom of speech, freedom uh-huh. of religion. You can't do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also just wrote down here that I think that cults are or seem like a recent phenomenon because old cults are called religions. That's true. Yeah. That's like, uh-huh. What's the difference between a cult and a religion? About a thousand years. Uh-huh. Yeah. I also think that they seem like something new because they came about in the 70s and, you know, think about the other things that came to light in the 70s, which was like serial killers. Right. It's like, this has been happening for a long Long time. time. Mm -hmm. But now there is enough mass media... Yes. To talk about it. And so other people know about it. it. And all of a sudden they're like, this is happening right now. Right. It's like, like, this happened to me too. Oh, me too. Oh, me too. And uh then you see that these things have been going on. These things have been going on for a long time. But yeah, it is a record of it. Uh Yeah. Yeah. It's now you have a record of it. And now you have more people paying attention. And you also have people like the cult leaders who are or are not 
seeking media attention. Yes, 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 definitely. Uh, well, and once they, because what, what have we said that one common thing is, and now I'm going to wire together all of our domiciles and you have to listen to me pontificate on the airwaves. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh-huh, you, ca- you came up with that once you heard like Amy Semple McPherson talking on the radio. Mm-hmm. It's like once mass media started to be able to spread the message. Right. Well, just like we were also saying, like then the internet came along and ruined everything. That mm-hmm. was step one. Yeah. Where it's like, I have my radio station and people, you know, and I... The macadamia tabernacle, mm-hmm. and then they would write to me at box 42, and then somebody's like, I believe this, and they write to them at box 42, and it's like, mm-hmm. if, when you just lived alone on the prairie, you couldn't get that many followers. Well, yeah, that's true, and I mean, you can also go back to, like, early, like, science fiction fandom, yeah. which is... Not a cult. No. Uh, but that kind of like, we have been communicating like by writing letters yes. and newsletters yes. like yes. this. Sci- sci-fi fandom existed way before the internet. So uh-huh. when it was all like Xerox shit. And Xerox shit. And so, and that to a certain extent, I mean like with Heaven's Gate, mm-hmm. it was very, you know, word of mouthy. Uh-huh. But once they were able to have a megaphone, for their stuff. Uh-huh. And some of them, you know, Heaven's Gate had their own megaphone with the internet, whereas some young moon bought a newspaper. Right, right, right. And yeah. so I think if anything, capitalism is seen, you know, like we said, by its followers as maybe cult, a cult as an alternative to living in that. Right. But the cult leaders are like, how can we take the trappings I, of capitalism right. and make this work for it me? It wouldn't work in any other way. Yeah. Work. I mean, you try and do this shit in communist China, they're going to harvest your organs. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. You I can. Al- be doing that you're not just, You're not special. <laughs> But yeah, no, I think it is. It's like, it's not capitalism specifically, but it's like could only be supported in mm-hmm. that. And yeah, it's the difference between what the leader is doing and what the followers and is doing. And what the followers are doing. Like capitalism didn't create it, but it sure helped. It, it sure, sure did helped. help. Yeah. And, and, to, and to different levels, again, based on, because uh, I don't feel like Bo and Peep were set out to fleece people. No. If I may, hee hee. But, um, <laughs> uh, I don't think. Oh my God. No, they weren't. No. In, 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 they were earnestly true believing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And so, but while others are like, hey. Right. <laughs> and I can get money and pussy. This is great. This is great. Another example from the cult phenomenon of the United States hearings in 1978 okay. was a man named. I have his him here as his name is Mr. Spiegelman. I'm sorry, I clipped out his whole okay. name. He worked with a woman named Flo Conway. Flo Conway and Mr. Spiegelman from the University of Oregon in Oregon pioneered one of the first interdisciplinary programs in communications. And so okay. they're talking about cults here. And well, Flo Conway says the cult phenomenon that has exploded in the United States in the 70s is something brand new in this culture. Okay. Never before has any society witnessed so widespread a pattern of sudden, drastically, remarkably similar personal transformations. Okay. And since these happened in 1978 and they were talking about uh, Mr. Spiegelman says we focused our investigations on the five largest cults, Hare Krishna, Scientology, Divine Light Mission, Unification Church, and The Way International. And what I believe, you know, the the, the KCIA and uh-huh. the investigation of the Korean influence into the United States government is one thing that I think helped jumpstart this yeah. congressional, this yeah. bipartisan investigation. But I also believe that this bipartisan investigation is a 100% reaction to Jonestown. Yeah. Because... Prior to Jonestown, if you ask your basic American, what is a cult? They're going to say Hare Krishna's. And they might also say Manson. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, Manson was such a small. Right. It's like that was a cult, but it was like eight or nine people. Right. It was such a small cult. And it was so. Super local. Yeah. Super local. It's like this one doesn't have any legs, you know. Yeah. And then the Hare Krishna is. And so your basic American was able to really say the, that doesn't look like me. Yeah, no, I would never. I would never. No one in my family would ever. It's no like they're one, wearing weird things and, and they're doing weird things. Killing, murdering yes. the worst. Chanting weird words. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But when 
Jonestown happened, it was... That was a church. That was a church. Mm-hmm. And it was a very politically active church mm-hmm. in California. And it was full... First of all, it was super integrated. Yes. It was oh, super yeah. duper integrated. Super duper. Mm-hmm. And then it was all of a sudden... I recognize these people. Mm-hmm. Mr. and Mrs. America recognizes these people. And depending on where you live, maybe know a friend of a friend or something uh-huh. like that. And depending on how like self-reflective you are, could think, well, that was just a church. Mm-hmm. What would happen if my pastor went completely off the rails? How far would I go before I realized? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Jonestown happened. And then when the Mooney showed up, I think it's significant that they showed up in New York. Mm-hmm. And really, they made their home base there in New York. And perhaps they got a higher level of scrutiny rather Mm -hmm. than being like California is the land of fruits and nuts. Right, yeah. It's like now they're in New York and you guys are maybe paying attention a little more to your children who are going to go and get married at this This, mass wedding. And, you know, everything, I think really... From Jonestown on to the present day, every cult is like, is it going to be like Jonestown? Uh, Jonestown, Waco, what? Uh, Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. Um, And so the Moonies got really close to home. Yeah. Really, really close to home, which then, and were able to a certain extent to infiltrate the United States government. Yeah. And so they really sat up and. uh, Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that um, to recap, I think that the tax exempt status and capitalism was very influential and important for the cult leaders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think the the way that they sort of flourished and proliferated, at least in the U.S., although it's interesting, too, because Order of the Solar Temple and uh, other cults that I've been looking into started in the mid 70s in France, which makes me wonder what specifically was happening in Uh France. Yeah. So they're just mad because they'd lost Indochina. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> they were given the opportunity to join that war and they said no. They said no. no. They, they, they were, God, they were looking for opportunities to nope out to of that divest war. divest. Literally right. decades. Eat this war onto somebody else's right. continent. But so. yeah, so I don't know what happened. But yeah, at least just if we're talking about the United States. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And it seems like the cults, cults have been around for a long time, but they seem relatively recent because in the 1970s was like really the, the birth Yes. Or the eve of super mass media. Mm-hmm. And it was also after a tumultuous a fucking time when the United States was like, where do we go? Yeah. And there was even more anxiety from mm-hmm. from parents yes. who are worried about losing their right. kids. Right. Camelot's once Kennedy was assassinated, like everything went to shit and they're like, Where is the world that I grew up in? Where is the world that I grew up in? I'm worried about losing my kids. Um Kids who might have already been to Vietnam mm-hmm. and are coming back and were like, fuck, fuck this. this. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like yeah. like cults like serial killers have always been around. Uh-huh. But somehow in the 70s, people were just like, holy shit. Became more aware of them this and they is... became more, got more press. Uh-huh. Yeah. And another thing, I'm not going to read all the, the details or anything, but Mr. Siegelman lays out, you know, basic things. In cults, we found a single moment of conversion and transformation. This usually occurs in the course of a cult ritual or therapeutic technique that is deftly orchestrated to create an experience of momentous psychic breakthrough. We found the most vivid examples of this in the Hare Krishna's erotic ceremony where amidst burning incense, uh, participants jump and dance until they are physically overcome. This seems like the very first, like, this is what they're doing. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, they're depriving them of food. Right. They're depriving them of sleep. It's not just that your child has run away to join this. Right, or your child is no longer Methodist and now they're a Presbyterian. uh Uh Uh-huh. It's like they are doing, following such overwhelming experiences, cult members may become physically high and extremely vulnerable to suggestion. And so it's, it's really like the very first, like, this is what it really is. Uh Yeah. And, and laying it out. So, yeah, it, it was just like it was the time that everything was going wild and lots of things were being born. And this is one that was coming up to light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I feel like it's yet another thing that is inextricably uh, linked to the boomers. And this is mm-hmm. this is <laughs> this is a rare moment where I will not necessarily indict the boomers. Right. right. But, um, Their parents did fuck them up a lot. They did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In fairness. But it, um. 
I mean, specifically with regards to capitalism, it's like when you look at the boomers' parents, the generation that came back from World War II is one of the rare moments that capitalism actually worked for people yes. on a broad mm-hmm. scale because yes. people were being paid a fair wage, mm-hmm. um, you know, primarily. Yeah. And they, you know, for once, you know... Mm-hmm. Uh, people were paying their taxes and roads were getting built and yeah. schools were being built. And, 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 yeah. yeah, and, and so, Basically. yeah, it's a combination of, like, you know, I am able to live, I am paying my taxes, but then also a good place is being built you know, with the taxes I'm paying right. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, this is worth doing. Right. And then, but then when you couple that with just the fact that there are so many boomers, um, yeah. so many people, it's like their, you know, their consciousness becomes the United States' consciousness mm-hmm. and their search for meaning becomes pivotal. Yes, And right. what's interesting to me partially is that some of the more notable cults, you know, the, y'all have been talking about, have been in the 70s or like late 60s, early 70s, and then like in the 80s. 80s. Yeah. Right. And and those are like, you know, if you, you know, base this around somebody who was born in say yeah. 1950, mm-hmm. this like, you know, the 70s you're in your 20s. Right. And you know, are obviously looking for meaning right. and sort of the age when you're thinking everything is fucked. Right. What am I going to do? Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like the 80s, I don't know, maybe you have kids by then or you know, you're you're watching 30 something reruns. Shit. And- oh man. <laughs> But, oh, watch know. that again, boy. I bet that's Jesus. a time capsule. Fucking great. Oh, my God. I remember when everybody was obsessed. All the, all the old people were obsessed with that. I remember 30-something. David was watching 30-something. And remember there were like, t- there were two homosexual I, men. In that a were bed. Uh-huh. Like, f- like with arms distance of each other. And it was like... Advertisers were canceling, canceling all their shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> their sensual moment was like a fur man shake. Like, yeah, I love you, Peter. I love you, Carl. I just remember, and this is completely off topic, but yeah, I remember in uh, the the controversial, scandalous gay wedding in Northern Exposure, which they showed the whole thing, but they did it so that they were panning across the room, and at the moment they kissed, the camera happened to be behind like a beam so you couldn't it was like and they lead together and oh so like you couldn't but it was like but but sorry that was just getting closer but yeah so this is the moment of their consciousness influencing everything and yeah very much like is this all there is Mm -hmm. kind of feeling yeah is that all there is yeah yeah when you're a teen it's like okay and they're like all right now i've got family kids and they're like Okay. <laughs> I'm going out to buy a bag of rice. I'm going out to buy a bag of rice. Oh, do you, and then, oh, um, they got tired of having day-to-day responsibilities and wait a second join a cop how old were they when they oh god okay alan i think you've had your answer all right well uh we gotta go uh thanks for writing in don't forget our uh, email address is madness madness podcast at gmail.com our instagram is madness madness pod uh, our twitter is madness madness five and we have a facebook group Madness, and you can even, yes, madness, madness podcast at gmail.com. We should have said that earlier in the episode, even though we had it written on our fucking pieces, pieces of paper. paper. Woo! You can find everything at madnessmadness.com. You and can find, find everything, everything at madnessmadness.com. And you should find everything at madnessmadness.com. And for some of you, y'all just know us, so hit us up. There you go. <laughs> Ask friends, us questions. I friends. See you. Well, thanks for tuning in always. Thanks for sending us your questions. Send other questions. Please send they can other be questions. like thoughtful questions like this, or they could just be like, hey. Please, yes. Talk what's, to us. What's we nine plus eight. What, <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my calculator. Basic math. Uh-huh. Um if you have any song requests. Song requests, please uh-huh. do that. Uh we do. We want to hear from you uh-huh. because we're having so much fun. Join us. And join you? us, won't you? Ready? Okay. I think I will join us. Um, I guess I already joined because I'm anyway. Uh, so the next question we have is not actually a question. I fooled you. It is a little something about exercising and how sometimes that can also be a cult, especially when there's money to be made, and there is money to be made for, at least in one case, some pretty awful people. A content-slash-trigger warning, there is mention of, uh, I, I would say disordered, exercise behaviors in this next segment and uh of 
you know, kind of weight and fitness in general. Uh, if you don't enjoy hearing about that kind of thing, I would advise you to skip this part and go straight to the end when we talk about next season. So enjoy. Oh, hey, there's a cat yelling at me. Anyway. <sighs> okay. Well, uh, as exciting as it would be to move to Abilene, Abilene Texas, Texas, and uh, change, pretend to be Jewish, right, and change my name to Imanda, <laughs> uh, I'm just be like Yaren, Yaren, yeah. It's like Yaren, but don't no. no, no. See, that's worse. See, it's too many vowels. It's it's too many vowels. So I have uh, it's it's two. It's a combination here. And I'm going to tell you about these, but I will, you know, tell you up front that neither of us have any desire no. to join, uh, be a part of these cults. Uh, Just like we do not want to be a part of the GOP or an MLM. Or an MLM. These, uh, I'm going to talk about Soul Cycle and CrossFit. Fuck <gasps> yes. Exercise-based cults. Yes. And I would love to see... These are also called eating disorder based cults. These are cults. also called eating disorder based cults, 100%. So we're going to start off with Soul Cycle. Mm-hmm. This is not about a class. No. This is not about a bike. No. This is about you, your purpose, your goals, your drive. How much would it cost you not to take a spin class in a darkened room with scented candles? Oh my God. Because you know how much it will cost you to take a, a fuck ton. $45 a class plus shoe rental. Shoe rental. Yeah, you have to have special shoes to ride on their bikes. To like get into the clips. To the, get into the clips. In case you like, I don't know, so you can build up enough speed to shit your pants. Yeah, ride in a dark room with these people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay, in early 2006, soon-to-be co-founders Elizabeth Cutler and Julie Rice met over lunch at Soho House. I bet they did. I did, after being introduced Soho by... Soho House. I know what Soho House is. What Soho House, Aaron? Soho House, well, Harry Styles belongs Harry Styles to Soho, Soho House. And it's, it's like a super, super exclusive club where celebs can go mm-hmm. um, and there's like no phones allowed and there's underground parking uh-huh, so you can go and be a celeb so leisurely and leisurely not. and like eat and, uh-huh. and there's a bar and there's like Soho House London uh-huh. and, and this is I think this is Soho House New York but I'm yeah, not sure yes and yeah. there's there are Soho House right so and, it's like the rich shishi richies doing mm-hmm. stuff well they were introduced by their spin instructor Ruth Zuckerman who is also a co-founder though she left the company in 2009 <laughs> she, she saw the clowning happening oh no she well kind of she started Flywheel Sports her own rival company gotcha which because she felt that SoulCycle had gone too far into the woo mm-hmm. and so she wanted to just focus on the exercise okay because again I think this is like this is the eating disorder these are it, eating disorder calls it is, it is. It, yeah. it's, that's what this is yeah yeah uh, so Soul Cycle trainees, this is to train to be a train to be a, an instructor. Mm-hmm. You go a 10-week full-time immersive training program in New York City. You have to move in. It's kind of like a camp, I guess. Ah, so, uh-huh. you know, move in. We move in uh, where we will, I don't know, keep you up all night soul cycling and restrict your calories mm-hmm. and, talk yes, about, yes, yes. Uh-huh. and talk about the philosophy. Talk about the philosophy. If you make it through ta- training and you're selected to join the team, you'll be expected to work full-time and exclusively for soul cycle. Right. Which apparently, as I learned in all of my information most people who have fitness jobs Mm -hmm. do like i'm a aerobics instructor i work at four different gyms right right i do private i do private lessons Mm -hmm. i work at this place in the morning i work Mm -hmm. at this place in the evening and i have my clients i see no if you work for soul cycle you may only work for soul cycle of course yeah the fanciest ones make uh you know 150 200 uh, dollars per class, which uh-huh. is an hour's class mm-hmm. or 45 minutes class. And you've got like 20, 15, right. 20 people and in you've class. got lots of classes every day. I read an article about SoulCycle <clears throat> recently, so go. Okay, yeah, yeah no, please. That's often, this is an unusual requirement. Most fitness studios employ coaches who have day jobs or teach at other classes elsewhere. That you are taught to be bizarrely sexualized. Mm-hmm. Fuckable. Fuckable. You be, they want to be you or fuck you is the speech that yes. new trainees get. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. That you should inspire them to want to have sex with you or to want to be just like you, be motivational that way. Mm-hmm. Like like hot lesbians. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Long fingernails. Um, <laughs> uh, if somebody asks you if you're back on cocaine or if you have an eating disorder, then you know you're doing well. We might have read the same article. I think we did read the same article. Mm-hmm. Well, I will also say that I read quite a few articles where they quoted the same people saying the same kind okay. of stuff. So, yeah. 
the wait lists to get into classes are like psychotically competitive. Uh-huh. Once they open a new soul cycle in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. you have to sign up for the classes. There's a huge wait lists online fighting to try to get to them. Mm-hmm. And the sign up period is like, what, 20 minutes or something like uh-huh. that? Well, they all go. And then once you have gotten into the class, you want to make sure that you get a bike up front. The boyfriend chair. So that you can get seen. The boyfriend bike. The boyfriend bike. That's the, the, the boyfriend bike is the one that's like directly in front, front of the instructor. Oh, okay. I did not see that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um... Go on. Oh, yeah. No, they just said they didn't, you know, if you're serious, then you don't want people in front of you. I don't want to look at you. You're not motivating me. I don't want to look at your body. I don't want to look at your technique. I just want to focus on the instructor. Mm -hmm. One instructor would reportedly move people out of the front row if she didn't like them, Mm -hmm. didn't like their attitudes. Mm -hmm. Some had secret move lists. Where they would tell you to like, so you'd get booted off of your front row and then somebody else would come and get Yeah, theirs. the thing I read, I mm-hmm. wish I could remember where this, I th- no, I can't remember where this article was from. I mm-hmm. want to say Vanity Fair, but it wasn't. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of articles. Yeah, but they talked about the boyfriend chair, uh-huh. the boyfriend bike, and um, one instructor being like super fucking pissed because like someone they didn't want uh-huh. was on the boyfriend bike, but that person was like too much of like hot shit, you know? Right, I couldn't move them off, but she was super popular. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It, is it's all and then they would sign up for classes that were like all day Uh uh-huh it's like i've signed up for all of tracy's classes it's like what else do you do are you a stay-at-home mom does your husband like goldman sachs and you've got nothing to do but soul cycle all day long yes yeah got nannies with and have like lesbian fantasies and (sighs) yeah no Cults of personality would form around the most popular instructors, Mm -hmm. and the writers, largely women, would establish hostile cliques of the most loyal. Mm -hmm. One instructor and model named Aiken Aikman. Oh, God. Uh (laughs) That's ridiculous. Had a group of followers called Aikman's Army. And uh, what were Clay Aiken's followers called? Gonna be the next Clay the Claymates. The Claymates. The Claymates. I, would, I haven't heard from him in a while. Well, he adopted a baby, and I okay. guess he's just, you know, being gay well, and like, oh, buddy. I know. Oh, I know. Just like singing to ladies whose moms and grandmas love Liberace. That's <laughs> very oh. true. God bless you, Clay Aiken. God bless Seriously. you, Clay Aiken. Uh, yeah. I, the, the Aiken Aikman is, is just made me think about a bizarre hybrid of uh, Troy Clay, Aikman Clay Aiken and, and Troy Aikman Troy Aikman <laughs> I read a book about that one time uh, <laughs> the Aiken the Chuck Tingle the Aiken Aikman <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of how last week I spent all all week trying to remember the name of the uh, Steelers quarterback Pat something Pat something Pat something Terry Bradshaw not Pat <laughs> all week long <laughs> Anyway. Is Terry Bradshaw smart enough to be a quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of Aiken's army, he was so popular that after he paid what was he paid attention to one woman in class. Oh no! During one class, after the class, she found used tampons in her purse. Of course, she did. From a, a, other women who were mad that it was this dude, her fault. Yeah, for this guy paying attention mm, to her in sisters exercise each class. Other. Fucking straight women. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all of you straight women who were taught to fight each other for male attention. It's come to the, the other side. It's horrible. It is horrible. It is horrible. And I'm I'm making a joke, but it's not funny. At all. It's not. And and that is the truth. And that is the truth. Yeah. A 45-minute group exercise class. The soul cycle experience is meant to truly be an experience. Oh, part well. dance party. Part therapy. Part communal high. The studios are dark and steamy. And the music's blaring and highly curated. Writers are encouraged to pedal on the beat. Follow along to the choreography. While, yo- while instructors say things like, I want the next breath to be an exorcism. Namaste, you little badasses. Be honest about who you're trying to be. This is some Nexium shit. Is this some totally some Nexium shit? It's 100% Nexium shit. It's this is, and I will jump ahead of myself to say this isn't a culty cult in a like heaven's in gate. like a spiritual I'm searching kind of thing. Uh, no, I believe it is in a spiritual I'm searching kind of way. It's yeah. not a like we all go to Terry like Garbon classes. Yeah, there's not one person no. specifically, but these are the same people. It's like, do I join a cult or do I become an exercise freak? It's the uh-huh. same people. It's yeah. the same people, and it all has to do with control. It has to do with control, and. As far as I'm concerned, 
I don't know. I don't. We make jokes about how we're doing this because we don't want to think for ourselves anymore. But apparently all these people just don't want to think for themselves and would rather exercise all the time mm-hmm. or, you know, go to Garbon classes slash church. Well, I mean, shit, if you take spin classes all day, then that's your fucking day. That's your day. Uh huh. And you're ramped on like minimal calories and like multiple. Kind of in- hallucinating. Uh-huh. Your your mind is altered. You do feel great. All those endorphins do feel really good. Mm-hmm. However, what else are you doing? Where are your children? <laughs> yeah. Where are you? Where are you? I'm in spin class. I'm, where are you, Brian? I'm exercising. I'm physically fit. I'm improving my body and my mind and my life. What are you doing? Being fat is your fault, just like being poor. Uh-huh. I'm being fat and poor. That's kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, you think it's awesome because you've been brainwashed into thinking that it's awesome. You could maximize your potential. You could do better, but you don't. Sadly, I am maximizing my potential. (laughs) That's what you think. I'm so sorry that you feel like you've been beaten down by the world that you can't achieve anything. Do you think any of these women are racist? Uh, No. 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 (laughs) I'm not racist. I love my housekeeper. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Uh, Continue. So yeah. Screaming. Quotes from people. I have a great husband, a good life, but this is my happy place, said a woman with rippling abs. I told my real estate agent that I had to be near a soul cycle, said another woman with pigtails. Okay, I'm going to tell you about these women right here. Tell me about these women right here. These women are, they're not 18 to 34. They're no. like the next age Right, group. yeah, they're like 27 to 42. Uh-huh. But they have worked out, they have no fat on their bodies. Right. And so they just look like haggard, dry, yes. wrinkly, they can a lot. Madonna hands. Oh, God, Madonna. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It's like, do you know the reason that I don't look like I'm about to turn 45? Mm-hmm. It's because I'm kind of chubby. That's why I, I have, I have, we've stayed out of the sun also. We stayed house. out of the sun uh-huh. and I've got a little bit of chub on me. I've got a lot of chub on me that, and it's gray. That holds my skin firmly. That holds my skin firmly and I'm not super wrinkled. Uh huh. I you don't know? tan and I have some body fat. Also, there's not a monster inside you showing through like every single second <laughs> every of your life. Every single second of your life. Well, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well, I also think that you like your life and feel in control of things that you do. I do. So they... I do my yoga stretches every day. Uh-huh. And you know what I don't do? Limit my calories. Uh-huh. Yeah. I am not saying, uh, like we were saying earlier, not everybody who is a conservative is evil. Not everybody who has voted Republican is evil. Not all mm. Christians are evil. Not uh, all people who exercise, exercise are evil. Are like brainwashed try mm-hmm. eating disorder people mary Catherine, uh-huh friend of the pod love spin class one time i was like uh, what yeah <laughs> and i'm if i i don't like to quote unquote exercise like i will never be like workout time but i like to go for a hike or go for a swim mm-hmm. or go ride my bike i love doing things like that but this is like fucked up right i'm thinking of people who during our recent negative 14 cold snap were mm-hmm. posting on facebook about how i had to bundle up extra this morning so i could get in my miles i'm like you have a problem yes you have a problem I have a friend who is bone thin who is posting pictures of herself in her bathing suit and I was horrified to discover that this was a hold myself accountable for how fat I've gotten picture it's like you have a problem love yourself love yourself and again exercise if you want to go to spin class if you want to but this is excessive if this is your happy place worry I have a husband and a good life, but this is my happy place. Yeah. Really? Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> and how good is your husband That's right. and or your life? What's, yeah. Is your husband like fucking a woman with body fat? Right. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Something to hang on to. Exactly. I used, I'm not going to lie. I used to think it was for girls cycling, said an East Hampton bodybuilder. But then uh, I took a class and I've never been so high. This isn't spinning. It's a way of life. It's a cult. Mm-hmm. I just gotten over cancer and I went to Soul Cycle and I realized this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. What do you mean? This is what you want to work out? For you want to work out for the rest of your life? Lady, you've survived cancer. I would do anything that I could to afford these rides, says 27-year-old Jaime, who takes 13 classes a week at a cost of $21,000 a year. What the actual fuck? Yes. Yes, $21,000 a year for just for 13 classes a week for that. Arranging their schedules. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to, trying to imagine where I would fit 13, what, 45-minute hour classes, classes into my week. Into your week, uh-huh. Well, you do it by making it your number one priority 
Kind of like in a cult. Kind of like, uh-huh. it's like, I guess you don't have a job. Uh-huh. Or you have a little job. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you do it in the morning and you do it in the afternoon. And mm-hmm. then on the weekend, you can do it all Couple day. day. Uh-huh. Trainees are advised not to talk much at the beginning of the class to wait for the moments when their students are so physically spent they'll be mentally open to seeds of enlightenment. Oh, wow. To place emphasis on these moments. I was encouraged not to say anything that was rehearsed, said one instructor. If you don't have anything awesomely soulful to say, silence is golden. Don't say anything at all. Uh-huh. Wait till they're susceptible. And here's some of their mission statements. Oh, please. We aspire to inspire. Our mission is to bring soul to the people. Soul with a capital S. And on behalf of like everyone in the Harlem Renaissance, I'm going to say that you need to get the word soul out of your filthy whore mouth. 100%. I was yeah. like, this is the most soulless place right, yeah. I can even imagine. And that includes like a Baptist church. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. No. Soul Cycle instructors guide riders through inspirational meditative fitness experience decided to fit the, benefit the body, mind, and soul. Your soul matters. We're a culture of yes. Our values are service and hospitality. It's like these are service. Your values are not service. I, I know what service is. Right. I work. In I work service. in a service job. I right. work in a service job. Service, like servant leadership, which is super dumb, mm-hmm. but it's also true. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. Right. What can I do for you? What can I do for you? What can I do? How for can you? I help you? You know when they talk about how like you know people are like if you're feeling depressed volunteer you know it's like that's true it is true because you'll do stuff for other people get out of your own head doing stuff for other people makes you feel better of course that never worked for me because my whole job is like doing stuff for other people it's like I am not going to go volunteer at a soup kitchen because I'm getting library books to blind people every day right I have a hard time with I'm like well like I I don't give to the United Way because the first time I was ever in a faculty meeting and we got the United Way pitch I was like nope (laughs) well no it was a video about all of these these high-powered executives give up their time to teach children how to read. I'm like, give them your, pay your taxes, well, asshole. I was going to say, well, why don't you give me your money? Because I spent you, I spend my whole day teaching children how to read. You pay your even... fucking taxes. Philanthropy is a scam. Philanthropy is a scam. Pay your taxes. Uh, let's see. Pack tribe community. Soul cycle. Our writers feed off the group's shared energy and motivation. To We're going to find more white ladies like me. I know. <laughs> won't someone think of me? And the bodybuilders from Long Island. Mm. And becoming a part of our community. Our writers are instilled with a greater awareness of their bodies and also their emotions. We believe that awareness leads to healthier decisions, oh, relationships, it? and lives. Wow. Well, yeah, that's yeah. great. Uh-huh. We are a business that... We're not a business that values only transactions. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Well, then do it for free. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. There's like Tai Chi classes where like all the old Vietnamese ladies. That's, right. They're, you they're can do it free in the park every there you single go. day. Dude, like Falun Gong doesn't charge you to come and do their Tai Chi classes. Okay. Excuse me, their Falun Gong classes. <laughs> Our immersive culture of inspiration and empowerment. Called. An immersive culture of inspiration and empowerment. Uh, contributes to the engaged and connected writer base in each of our studios. This is corporate speak. Words, it is words, corporate words, speak. Words, words, words. It is. And like, what, what was it you said? Your in- inclusive culture of... Uh, inspiration and empowerment contributes to an engaged and connected writer base. Uh-huh. Is, does that have to do about the fuckability of the writer? Uh-huh. Of the Probably teacher? how hot the teacher is. That's part mm-hmm. of the contribution. We provide a one-of-a-kind... not hot for these teachers. No, no. I heard that song the other day. That's such a great song. It is a jam. It is a jam. But I have to say that as I was a student in... I was a high school student in 1984 when the album 1984 came out. And you were like, absolutely not. No, I'm glad... That it came out then and not now, because if I were a teacher right now, every fucking student that was like, oh, I got my pencil. I would be like, I don't feel tardy. I don't feel tardy. I'm like, I I hate you all get detention for being loud mouths. Yes, Yes, every one of them. But sorry. Van Halen sidebar. (laughs) Jump was Halen moment. Welcome. Oh, I know. Jump. Great song. It <laughs> is. Van Halen's Running with the Devil. That's Dance the Night Away. That's my favorite. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Janie's crying. This is, <laughs> this has been Van Halen Minute. That's it. Welcome to our next podcast. <laughs> That's right. Which Van Halen song should we live in? <laughs> Panama. Panama. Oh, 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 oh. Slay.
slide the seat back. Reach down between my legs. <laughs> okay. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you started this. <laughs> well, you know, but I have to move on. Because if you, <laughs> if Soul Cycle is not your jam, how about CrossFit? Oh, my fucking God. And, okay, before okay. you start go, this, yeah, go, and go. you might even talk about this. That's okay. Go ahead. CrossFit franchises are marketed to conservatives. Yes, they are. Uh, CrossFit uh, got its start. CrossFit started off and then immediately became a police training. Uh, it was popular with policemen and ex-soldiers. I almost said ex-cons. Uh, veterans. Yeah. And so it is. It's a very conservative it one. It is super conservative. So, um, it is, yeah, it's all about like work out till you puke. Right. Well, you know, the first rule of CrossFit is never fucking stop talking about CrossFit. <laughs> At least the second I be- rule of CrossFit you can work it into more sentences, I promise you. At least I believe that Soul Cycle welcomes the gays. I yes, I would believe that Soul Cycle welcomes the gays. Because you want to you wanna fuck them. Right. And you're gonna have some like hot twinks instructors uh. that does uh, like I have the West Village Soul Cycle class mm-hmm. and everybody so, has it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what about CrossFit? Oh fucking a! When man. I first started seeing T-shirts and shit for CrossFit, I thought it was like Lord's Gym merch. I thought it was seriously CrossFit. I'm like, like this isn't a real place. Jesus it's like crosses. A, right. Yeah. It's a it's a this is a fake T-shirt. His pain, your gain. It's not. But although I might not be far wrong, CrossFit's own website hints at this on its What Is CrossFit page. Hmm. We have sought to build a program that will best prepare trainees for any physical contingency, not only the unknown but the unknowable. Ugh. CrossFit's found, no, it's to prepare yourself to be able to fight your way out of the coming apocalypse once the brown people invade. Straight up. Yeah. 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 And you need to be able to like flip tractor tires. Right. You need to be able to physically fight and combat because, you know, once the black helicopters come and whatever, new world order, et cetera. That's right. The, the, the tire you're flipping at the helicopters will stop the actual bullets that are it, coming at you. It will. It's just because you, you're special. Yeah. You're exactly. special. Yeah, you're right. CrossFit's founder, Greg Glassman, takes the rhetoric a step farther in his CrossFit newsletter, stating, Nature, combat, and emergency can demand high volumes of work performed quickly for success or survival. That means nothing. You know, it means that they're ready... And you're not. I mean, they're soldiers. They're, they're real soldiers. soldiers. Although, you know, shockingly enough, when the, the trouble came, when what everybody needed to do was stay home and wear a mask, this was not fun. No. So, it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, the the uh, uh, pandemic apocalypse that you guys are all preparing for? Uh-huh. Guess fucking what? It happened and you wouldn't do it because it didn't involve shooting. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It didn't involve tires. Yeah. Turns out physically fit doesn't mean mentally fit. No. Uh, it turns out that, like, it's all about, like, fucking being nice to people. Oh, whatever. Well, and it turns uh. out that, as far as what I'm saying in mine is the more physically fit you need to be, the less mentally fit you are. We could go into, like, bodybuilding competitions. I know. And people, it's, like, at least used a, up and at least a body dehydrated. Build, at least a bodybuilding competition is a competition. Well, there's CrossFit competition. Well, yes, I'm thinking of like Mr. Universe yes. and stuff like that. There's the it's CrossFit like, well, it's like I don't know, maybe those games. people are brain surgeons, but at the same time, it's like I'm just like winning the Miss America pageant. Right? It's like know? you have a goal you're working for, um, but you should have a goal. CrossFit sets a goal. <laughs> CrossFit does not take kindly to criticisms about its workout regimen. I bet not. Recently, it sued the National Strength and Conditioning Association. Was <laughs> Like, these exercises are bad. Uh-huh. For publishing a study by Ohio State University researchers, uh, 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 exercise and physiological professors, mm-hmm. the reports say that CrossFit causes wear and tear on your joints. Yes. CrossFit says, says, well, then you need to work on your form. No. Yeah, doc. Yeah, because there's not enough warm ups. No, and it's all about the hardest you can go. And I remember reading something somewhere about CrossFit where there's posters all the time about like how if you throw up, then Mm -hmm. uh, you're doing it right. Right, right. It's like a badge of honor. It's all about short warm up times, extremely intense repetitions of extremely intense exercise, like. 50 squats holding a 50 pound ball and 100 pull ups like a right. minute go 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 oh you're number one I'll put your number one name on the board oh okay you're still doing it I had a teacher that I worked with who would go to CrossFit for two hours before she would come to school school so she gets up at four in the morning so she gets up at four in the morning and she would go to CrossFit from five to seven and then shower and change and come to school and I'm just like ma'am do you have it's like do you have a problem 
Uh, <laughs> so I realize that teaching school takes a lot of stamina and stuff like that. But Girl, dude, you want to know one thing you need to do for your stamina? Not get up at four in the morning. That's maybe, so, so true. Maybe I'm just go wrong. to bed at two p.m. Like while school is no still kidding. in session. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. The three parts of the uh, CrossFit workout are warm up, intensive, and powwow. Which powwow? Get, oh, in wow. the year of our Lord, 2021, wow. actually, powwow. Do you all sit Indian style? Do you sit Indian, Indian style? Powwow? Excuse me, we're going to pass the peace pipe and what? You need to stop, okay? Okay. <laughs> There's an Indian crying over by the side exactly. of your gym. Uh, the gyms are called boxes, by the way. Oh, I was telling you the... Ironized Cody's going to bust your teeth he out. He should. Ugh, Jesus. Uh, statistics say that there are a relatively high number of injuries. Mm. To oh. which they say, yes, yeah, so has football. Which, not a rebuttal. Football is also bad. Yeah. Like, Will Smith made a whole movie about it. Exactly. Um, Doctors say that repeated exposure to exhaustion can cause, and I'm going to say this wrong, rhabdomyolosis, a breakdown of muscle that releases chunks of the muscle into your bloodstream. Oh, God. And this is apparently people- A heart attack? Yeah. People in CrossFit get seriously injured and die from doing that. Well- to which they say, you have bad health habits outside the gym. Because I know that in like my rudimentary knowledge as far as like when like it comes to like lifting weights and building mm-hmm. strength, like part of the, the whole thing is like you sort of break your muscles down a little bit uh-huh. and so they can build back stronger. Right. And if that, that means Gradually. like I'm like doing like curls with my one pound weight. Uh-huh. And then you do curls with your two pound weight for a few weeks. Uh-huh. And then you do curls with your five pound weight. Uh-huh. It's and not welcome to your first morning. Here's a 50 pound ball. Run with it, pussy. Uh-huh. And so it's like it's breaking off chunks, chunks of, of your, your muscle that are released into your bloodstream and can cause a heart attack or a stroke. But not if you fix your... But then you need to be more healthy outside of the CrossFit. This is, sounds a lot like if you sold more leggings, then uh-huh. you would be successful. What would it cost you not to have more healthier habits? Right. Uh-huh. Or if you just uh, worked a little harder, you wouldn't be poor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The cross, origins of CrossFit can be tasted uh, as former gymnast Greg Glassman, who grew up working out in the public gymnastic rings of the San Fernando Valley in the 70s. Snap. I'm going to see a movie about that. I know, right? It's called Gimkana. You've already seen a movie about that. Uh, that's right. I saw it at Jeff's house late one night. Um, he, he, what drove Glassman to develop what we now call CrossFit was a desire to reach the feeling. A nirvana state of gasping, near-vomiting exhaustion that uh, they have to overcome and dismount with a smile. And so, yeah, he was like, this is great. I want to do that. So he started to tinker around with ways to reach that masochistic bliss. He does 21 reps, bringing the weighted bar to his chest and exploding upwards in what's called a thruster. That's exactly how it works. And then 21 pull-ups and then 15 thrusters and then 15 pull-ups and nine thrusters and nine pull-ups and then till you just puke. Well, I think that the people training for Mr. Universe would be like, no. Yes. No. People who have like, you know, because, well, the guy from Ohio State, which was like, I'm a physical fitness instructor and that's not how you do this. No. If you want to body like build, Olympic weightlifters yes, don't do that. No. If you're a real athlete doing real stuff, then you do it in the right way. Mm-hmm. And again, this is not every person who exercises. This is people who are like, should I go into CrossFit or should I join the UFO cult? I honest to goodness think it's <laughs> like, I cannot think for myself. I cannot. I need to be led. I need to be led. And there's also, it seems to me, a huge amount of like self-punishment. Yes. Mm -hmm. A lot of self-punishment. I am a bad person Uh and I need you to help me be better. Right. And so instead of doing that by like going to pray or listen to the Space Brothers, Mm -hmm. I need to do that by punishing my my Physical physical body. Yes. Yes. Uh, if you look at it, says a woman named Hertz who runs a gym. If you look at it, it has all the like signature elements of a cult, but I don't think you'd find them in CrossFit. <laughs> it's more like parenthood or the what? intensity of a super fan. What? People have babies and then that's all they can talk about. Their no. baby gear and everything. It's something they're passionate about and something that transforms their identity. So they're just going to talk about yes, it all the time. Yes, it's true. It's, it's because it's, it's their baby. child. Uh-huh. I said, this is the kind of people who refer to themselves as dog moms. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're not a dog mom unless you birthed a dog. You're a pet owner? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, it's true. This is, but it's not, a, but it's not a new baby. It's your fitness routine. Mm-hmm. And also you just compared having a baby with being like, the, the bears being a super fan yeah also not the same thing but I, again 
uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something positive. I guess the CrossFit Soul Cycle person is physically doing something, whereas a sports fan is just watching other people do things. But I don't. Know. I still think sports fanmanship is more legit. I don't know. It's the life of the mind. It's the life of the mind. You're yeah. thinking about it. You're thinking about it. I'm not really into sports, but I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I guess it. I guess it would be in that if you had somebody obsessively talking about sports or CrossFit or Soul Cycle, and somebody obsessively talking about the Bears, then it, that would be similar. I ju- somebody talking about the Bears is not. Um, they don't think they'd be a it, smug. It, that's exactly it. Uh-huh. Somebody talking about the Bears is not looking like, down I love on Mike Ditka. Do you remember that Super Bowl? That was fantastic. Do uh-huh. you remember so-and-so? That was great. Walter like, Payton, yeah. Uh-huh. But it's like, I oh. got up at four this morning, and I, I still cycled 45 minutes. What did you what do? What did you do? Mm-hmm. God, like legit. When you're talking about the Bears, you're talking about the Bears. You're not <laughs> talking about yourself. Uh, right. right. Yeah. And uh, I... I as somebody who likes uh, science fiction, I need to not fuss at other people for their fandoms. Yeah, but uh, uh, but I, I don't. I didn't do any of that, and I'm not smug about it. Mm-hmm. It's like you want to listen to me talk about mystery science theater. I'll bore you. I'll talk about it for a while, right? But it's not like. But I'm not going to think like, oh, I see you haven't reached uh, your full potential. Yeah, <laughs> if you were better, then you would. You'd like mystery science theater like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ultimately, I don't think these are culty cults. They are a similar ilk. People get sucked into them. These are eating disorders. These are eating disorder cults, and people get into them for the same reason that people become Raelians or Rosicrucians, Mm -hmm. and that's my Tucson teams. But I did. I learned a lot about uh, CrossFit and SoulCycle, and I would rather be a Raelian. Yeah, (laughs) I believe it. So I have to apologize. I know you're all expecting uh, to hear Aaron and Amanda talk about what's going to happen in season two of Madness Madness. Uh, the problem is I did something dumb and only recorded Amanda's side of that conversation because, uh, I don't know, excuses, whatever, who gives a shit. Uh, I'm going to try and make that up now by reading a transcript of Aaron's half of the conversation, which I will mix in with Amanda's half of the conversation. So here we go. Well, now that we're in a cult, there's... Something I've noticed. Yeah, me too. About our cult life. Remember when we asked the question, how much is this going to cost? Yeah. I realize Unarius is not milking us for every cent we've got. No, they're not, because they're the best cult. They are the best cult, and that's why we chose them. But those costumes aren't going to make themselves. Uh, no, Joanne's fabric is not cheap. No, it's not. And if you want quality bedazzling rhinestones, you need to, like, pony up. You need to really do it. Yes. So now that we've joined the Unarians... We need a little extra income. We need a little extra income. We need to make a little more money. Make a little money. So we've decided to become uh, entrepreneurs. We're going to start our own business. We're going to start our own business. Look out, are you going to be your own bosses? We're going to be our own bosses and work from home. We are going to work from home. Mm-hmm. Because we are going to... Because next season, Amanda and I... Are going to decide... To join the world... Of direct marketing. Which multi-level marketing uh, product should we sell you? Which pyramid scheme should we join? It is not a pyramid scheme. It is not a pyramid scheme. It is not a pyramid scheme because those are illegal. (laughs) But it is a scheme and there might be pyramids involved. There will also be essential oils, sex toys, leggings, and uh... So much shitty makeup. So, so much, so much makeup. So much skincare. Uh, yes, if there's anything that is uh, just as culty as a cult, it is a multi-level marketing organization. So stay... Or, or it's the Republican Party. Well, that's true, too. Stu- tune in for season two of Madness Madness... MLM. MLM Madness! Ready? Okay. Okay. So there it is. Next season, which starts next week, and which will feature both Aaron and Amanda, and not an incredibly convincing simulation of Aaron and Amanda. 
will be all about the world of MLMs, multi-level marketing. Oh my God, you guys, it's going to be great. Anyway, the show is hosted by Aaron Byrne and Amanda Clay, with occasional outbursts from me, who is Brian Byrne. I also uh, edit and record the show, sadly. You can get to our social media from our website, madnessmadness.com. Thank you very much for listening. It has been such a fun season. We've enjoyed doing this a huge amount, and we're very excited to have you back for another season. So, until then, have a good one.